Welcome to episode 44 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Galati, at Gelati LOL. With me tonight is the full crew. We have Chris Chung, at Prime LOL. Hello, hello, everyone. Calvin T, at Ruler R. Sama. Hi, guys. And John George, at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Sorry about that. My brain was like, you're doing this backwards, dude. This is freaking me out. I can't do it. <laughs> It's sometimes good to change up something. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking I got to go into this and, and mix it up, do something a little different. And then my brain was like, no, dude, no, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> We're not ready. So how how was your, uh, the first full slate weekend for you guys? Whew. John Starter. Last, last weekend was, was better than the week before that. <laughs> fair, fair. Cal, how about you? I thought it was pretty good. You have a good weekend uh, on DFS and betting-wise? Yeah, LCK Good. was pretty easy as well, except for fucking Afrika. God. Everybody have profitable weekends or no? I did end up being positive after nice. the Sunday, Saturday, I mean Sunday, Monday slate. Yeah. I still yeah. can't believe how I cash in the Monday slate. That's crazy. Dude, I, I had that kind of weekend too where I was just like, oh god, this is like the worst weekend ever. And then I ended up like having just, I went like 6-1 and one on Sunday and broke even on it. So... <laughs> Yeah, I was doing badly all the way up until Monday, and Monday turned it around for me and, and ended up making some money on the weekend thanks to Monday. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, Immortals uh, hit for me. That was good. That was a nice Monday night treat, but uh, I was I ended up okay on the weekend, all things told, all things considered. Um, so, we're missing a couple things, but before we go into like the actual lines and everything for this weekend, uh, and we'll be discussing... You know, couple news pieces. It's, I mean, it's really only just like one big one, which is Broxa. But we're going to get to that in a second. Um, I said last week that I was going to read any listener review, and I'm going to tease this and say I'm going to do it at the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to do it right now. So uh, we got a review on iTunes. By the way, we cr- we cracked the top 125. <laughs> we are currently number 124 in fantasy and sports podcast on iTunes. Yeah, give it up, fellas. Give it up, fellas. Uh, was uh, I think Chris Harris had a show. He calls he called his show the little podcast that could, and we're working on it. We're working on it, right? So there we go. We have a review from uh, Fuhonky. Uh, gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have a hard time keeping a straight face reading this. So, okay, so we have a read uh, a review from Fuhonky, which says gr- it's titled "Great Pod, but even greater Calvin." <laughs> okay, there we go. He says. His voice is so sensual and sexy. He should change his name to Sexy Sama. And Chris <laughs> is like the boy next door. Love you guys. No clue what you're talking about, but you all sound so smart. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ruhonky. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> that was outstanding. I'm not opposed to these kind of reviews either, for the record. Five no, stars, by the way. Five stars. I'll take those reviews all day long. Five stars. Snap off five stars. <laughs> So uh, thank you, Fuhonky, for the review. Um, keep sending them in, guys. I will read all of them. <laughs> Every single one. doesn't matter what it is. So keep sending them. Keep sending them. All right. Um, we could talk briefly about um, – or do you want to save, save it until we get to NA for that? Oh, it doesn't matter. We can go either way. How about – yeah, we'll, 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 wait until, we'll wait until we get to NA for that one. So um, do you want to just go right into Korea? Let's go right into Korea. So, still no LPL. Uh, haven't heard anything new. Have you guys seen anything new? I know 
from my understanding, they said they said March was the target, but that was like the initial announcement from two weeks ago. I don't think that there's been any updates or any changes. Or they anything. said that it was getting worse. So yeah, so uh, it's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good. And you know, same thing we said before. I hope everyone's families safe and sound. If anybody knows anybody uh, being affected by this, so uh, hopefully not. Um, and hopefully we get some sweet LPL action because this is this is going to really affect the counter because you got to think like the LPL was already going to be going every single day from the new year until like April or whatever it was. So yeah, I don't know what they're going to do for the scheduling for this. It's going to be really <clears throat> bizarre. They're just going to have to play like double up. They're just going to have to double up sets per week. Maybe they just cancel the season. That would be terrible. But yeah, it's um, it's really hard to tell what they'll do. Trying to squeeze them in would be so many games per day. Yeah, they they might have to make like MSI like an invitational kind of thing. Like whoever's just like in first at the time or something like that cuz they I, China might not even go at this point. That's like a very real possibility if like they, if they just have to get the season done. Like I think the competitive integrity of that is probably more important. Although yeah. I don't know MSI affects worlds, so I don't know how they're going to adjust for this. It's a really unique situation. So uh, that's nothing really new on that front. Uh, we also have Broxa coming to NA this weekend, I believe. He he had a stream, I think it was Monday night, uh, or it might have been Sunday night into Monday morning, um, where it might have been Monday morning. He was Europe. I'm thinking backwards now. So he was in Europe still. He said it was going to be his last stream that he was coming to North America. Uh, do we know whether or not he's starting this weekend? Because I would think if he's traveling this week, I doubt he's actually going to play this weekend. Yeah, that's tough to say. Like, I would think they want him to play as soon as they can, but you're right, if he's, if he's just been traveling and just gotten there and hasn't had any time to practice, they might stick with Sure and Fire. I think they would definitely stick with Sure and Fire if they weren't having a very disappointing split so far. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to say if they might want to just rush that transition because they're worried. Cal, Chris, any thoughts on this? I think I heard week four was the target. And with him, I guess I I don't know when he exactly, when he arrives in the U.S. And that might make a difference. Um, I'm expecting week four. So something I wanted to talk about was uh, the change in format in the Western regions from, you know, il- the elimination of championship points. Do you think we're seeing any of the impact from that? And I, I, I don't want to draw a direct correlation to Liquid here, but do you think we're seeing any of the impact of the elimination of championship points and making spring, you know, more or less not matter anymore? Or, or am I, like, overthinking this? Because I, I do kind of think we might be seeing that, especially with some of the veteran teams. Um. I actually, I, I kind of felt the other way about it. It wasn't the veteran teams that I felt like we were seeing that from. I felt like some teams constructed their rosters in a way where it was like obvious they weren't going to do anything in spring, which is not common. I felt like in the past people have always gone harder than I would like to try to be competitive in the spring. And this time I felt like some teams put together some rosters that are clearly built for summer or next year. So it's possible that that uh, the teams are doing it that way, but it's really hard to tell if it's a concrete impact or not. I agree with that. I'm not sure what, how. Oh yeah, I don't know. With NA, I just feel like anything just really just happens. To be honest with you, no matter what. Um, so I don't think they're planning on waiting until the summer to just get going. 
that's kind of where I'm at, but like, I don't know if I'm just like looking too far into this, but I, I wanted to bring it up because we talked about the actual format and how we liked the playoff format change. I liked it anyway. Uh, but we didn't really talk about the implications of removing championship points. We mentioned, I remember mentioning it, but we never actually talked about like, whoa, that could be a huge deal. And as betters, that's a huge, huge deal because yeah. it, it's so funny. Like I, I didn't, I feel bad that I totally forgot about this because I started looking like as over the past like week we we've seen a ton of upsets this week, like this past weekend, uh, last week, and even like LCK we saw some you know games being stolen, and I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Like, is there a chance some of these teams are just like they don't care right now, or they don't care as much as they should? So that like, I mean, I'll, I'll pull one example. Um, CLG Monday Night League. CLG against Immortals last night. CLG definitely should have won that game. Do we? Does anybody disagree with that? Yeah, I mean they should have won. But like, at the same time, there was also a point in that game when they should have lost. Yeah, <laughs> and so like it's it's hard to say without. I, I agree with John. It was a lot of back and forth. CLG got the advantage, then they gave up a big portion of the advantage and went back to CLG. And so at that point where it was critical, I think CLG, that's where I think where you're coming in from, Vince, the where CLG should have won. But go, Cal. It just felt like late. That game felt so lazy by CLG to me. Like, they had such a good opening in that game, and they were just, like, sloppy, 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 like, over and over and over and over again. Right. I felt like there was a point in the game when they actually started playing really well. Like, the way that I saw it was... Their opening the was great! At the beginning, they played great, and then there was, like, a 10 or 15-minute period where they just didn't do anything with their lead, and they were like, oh, God, here it comes. And they, at the end of that period, I felt like they were, like, almost guaranteed to lose. Like, I felt like they were out-comped, and they had let Immortals catch up on gold, and they hadn't made any advances with their lead. <clears throat> but then I thought they got some really nice picks that led into some nice objectives that led into a position where they had the soul and they were around the Elder Dragon. They had, they had and Baron I was like, okay, and, well, yeah. and Ocean Soul. How do you lose a game? Yeah, and then at that point it was like, okay, now they can't lose, especially when they were doing that Baron dance right there where they had Ocean Soul and they would just start the Baron and then Immortals had to come over and then they would try to pick them. It was like, eventually they're going to get a pick right here and they're going to they're gonna win the game. <clears throat> but... You know, then they threw it. <laughs> and, like, I, I don't, again, like, I, I just thought I'd bring it up because I don't know if I'm just, like, you know, tinfoil hat theory, like, you know, cue the X-Files music. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just looking at this through, like, you know, biased glasses. Obviously, I am. But, like, am I overlooking this? Is CLG just not very good? Like, it's probably that, right? It's probably just, you know, what is it, Occam's Razor, right? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the simplest solution is usually the correct one. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a teamwork issue for them. I don't think it's that they're not trying or whatever. I think it's, they just have really bad teamwork right now. And like, I f it feels weird mentioning this off of this weekend because like, I, I, like Liquid Golden Guardians <clears throat> was the other one, right? Obviously, a huge upset Golden Guardians, you know, beating Liquid. But like, I don't think like Liquid that was a fairly close game for most of it for like the first like fifteen minutes of it. Like, it was back and forth. Liquid had some good, you know, plays to get back in. Like, it was punch for punch, right? It was an, a, at least a fairly even game. I think Golden Guardians was coming out on top in a lot of the trades. And then it just felt like, I don't know, it was, it was the same thing. It was just sloppy. And I don't know if, like, maybe they're checked out a tiny bit because they know Brox is coming and they don't want to get too invested. Like, I know most people don't think that way, like, especially professional athletes. And that's, like, a bias that happens just in any sport that you watch. 
where there's this like bias as the spectator where you're like, oh, well, they just don't care. It's like, no, like I don't, most people do care. Mm. Like they're, that's why they're professionals. That's their job to care about stuff. Now, sometimes they don't, but I think the vast majority of the time when people say that kind of thing, it's wrong. Like it's just straight. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm overlooking this whole thing, but I do think there might be at least like some smidgen of truth to maybe just take some of the edge off of some of these players. Like there's no more, like it feels like nobody's putting the foot on the throat anymore. Right. Especially like these good teams, like liquid, this last game is not a good example, but liquid, like in some of their previous matches, it feels like they've just been like almost trying to style, like trying stuff out. Um, you know, taking stupid aggressive trades just because why not? Like everyone, it's like everyone's trying to be G2, right? That's what it feels like. And maybe there's some truth. Maybe they're just like, oh, well, we can afford to do that, so let's do it. Like if they yeah. really think that they can afford to do it, then maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I just thought it was an interesting topic. And I, I, it was, I think it was worth mentioning because I haven't really talked about it yet. And I don't think we've talked about it yet. And, you know, we mentioned it but didn't want to go into it too much. So uh, we spent a long time on that. You guys ready to get into this slate? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's start with the LCK. So Friday morning, we have Damwon plus 110 against Gen G minus 150. The uh, Gen G minus 1.5 is at plus 200. Right off the bat, kind of a barn burner, right? These two, yeah. two of the favorites. Has Damwon felt a little underperforming this year to you guys so yes. far? I felt like I, I expected a lot out of Damwon coming off their world's performance and being one of the only teams that had stayed, you know, stayed put, basically. Uh, I expected a lot more from them this split. I expected them to be pretty dominant, actually, coming out into the season. They just really haven't been. I think we said this earlier in the preseason. We just, I think just, I think Damwon's just still playing like they are playing like last year. I, they're just really, I don't say cocky, they're just, I guess overconfidence. I guess it's cocky. Yeah, they are. They're, they're... They just dive on everything, and then they make huge mistakes. And obviously, in this meta, once that happens, you just they just snowball and you just lose. They just kind of clean it up a little bit. That's yeah. all. It's it's weird because like they haven't changed, but it feels like. I guess this is kind of a larger point on the LCK too. We can come back to it, but like I think the one of the larger points I want to talk about the LCK is like it feels way more proactive now, right? Like, just they watching the game so far, like, even the bad teams are taking it to all these better teams than them, right? Like, APK should have won that game against Damwon. They should have won that game one straight up. There was, like, a, just a miracle. Not even a miracle. It was smart. It was a smart. It was an all-in decision. It was decisive. But I don't For people that didn't see, um, it was a long game. APK ended up, like, taking a Baron. They had a bunch of dragons. I forget, they might have had Soul. I forget. And they're sieging mid. So Damwon starts a fight. Damwon's outscaled. They're going to lose a game. Uh, they're outscaled. They start a fight with um, Norgari already split pushing. And then they teleported up on it and they just did like a 3v5 to keep the fight going and stop recalls. And then Norgari and uh, Showmaker ended up back during winning the game. Like, kind of. It's smart. You want to give credit where it's due because, like, that's finding one of your outs. Like, that's playing to your out, I guess. But at the same time, like, it, they could have just lost this game. Like, most of the time, they're just going to lose the game. So I want to give some credit for them for finding finding the win condition. But at the same time, it's like, this is APK, by the way. Yeah. Who we, I think we all agreed, weren't going to be terrible, but we're almost definitely the worst team, right? 
Like they have some seasoned veterans and and they're not going to be a bad team, but they almost definitely are going to be the 10th place team, right? Yeah, and, so. I mean, Dan one just kind of got bodied <laughs> in the first game. Like they were getting – and like, again, APK was taking it to them, like taking individual outplays and everything. So uh, Dan one they feel very sim- – like they feel like the same team to me. They haven't evolved yet. And maybe that's just it's because it's early in the season, but they haven't adapted yet. That, that's how I feel about it. Kind of like what Calvin was saying. So uh, who do we who do we like here? Like, I'm kind of on Gen G, but again, like the top of the table in Korea is so close. I'm going to be inclined to take underdogs a lot of the time because uh, Gen Gen G look like they're they're starting to sharpen up a little bit. Their first couple games were a little shaky, but they look pretty good. They they the players are just so good on this team. <laughs> Yeah, this is a spot where I feel like I like Gen G, but I wouldn't touch the minus one point five. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close series, but I like Gen G to win. What do you do? You guys think this? Do you think this like gets closer to even? Or you think it, you know, balloons away from the even number? Like, does this go up to like Gen G minus one seventy, or you think it's more likely to go down toward like closer to even money? I mean, it won't, I don't know if it'll go that far, but like, is it more likely to? Go I think people will pick M one. I, I think we'll bet damn one. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I'm probably gonna pass this one. I kind of, I, I kind of like damn one, but we'll see. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I think I'll be the contrarian here. I'll take damn one. Um, for the sole fact that Genji has been playing solid, but there's just something about their style that I'm. It's not optimizing the talent that they have on the team, and I think if any game that would be. Uh, where where they would lose, it would be sort of like a damn one who hopefully are waking up from their slump. And this is a closer game than it, I thought it would be even money, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I might take the value here. Not making my pick of the week, but certainly I'm going to go damn one. Yeah, I like it. Um, anything else on this one? Next up, we have Griffin, minus 800 against APK, plus 450. The Griffin minus 1.5 is at minus 188. Obviously, shop around, because you can probably find a better dog number on APK if you're into that. Uh, Griffin have been kind of a strange start, right? Like, they had the match against Hanwha. I'm just going to pull up everything, make sure I'm not misquoting things here. One second. So Griffin, they've been kind of kind of a strange team. Um, they had a couple times where, like, even when they're behind in games, like their their talent shines through, and it looks like they can kind of pull fights out. And they almost they they almost have in a couple situations, but it's at the, at the same time like they're not exactly like super clean or crisp or clear, and, and they're kind of to me the shakiest of that top seven that we were talking about. And at this point, like. I think they'd be pretty close to even against, like, KT or Hanwha, especially the way they've come out starting. APK Prince, kind of a different story. Any – I mean, I'll, I'll say it now. Like, uh, this, by the time this podcast comes out, this is going to be long gone. But, like, I'm going to be on APK Prince this morning – or this this upcoming one. It'll be Wednesday morning um, against – uh, oh my god, I forgot. Afrika against Afrika. And that sounds kind of crazy because, like, I have futures on Afrika. I think Afrika could win the split. But APK, as we just talked about, like, definitely should have taken a game off Damwon in the first game. And they didn't look, I mean, they kind of got bodied in game two, but, like, they're a team that's going to punch. They're going to throw punches. 
They've lost a lot of close fights, even in their first series. They've lost a lot of close fights. Uh, any 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 love for APK here or no? The odds are the odds are pretty high, and Griffin. I don't think I don't think Griffin is one of the better tier like upper tier teams that we have in Korea. I mean, they are zero and four. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could see taking plus four fifty on APK. I'm not sure that I'm going to bet it, but I could definitely see taking that. I agree. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, was, I just don't think Griffin's at good right now, but I mean, player wise, they're really talented. So I don't know. I same with John. I'm not going to bet it, but I mean, this line's kind of outrageous, though. Yeah, I mean, you think like APK to take a game, you get plus one. Ah, I don't know. Like just for a comparison, guys, like Afrika tomorrow, you get plus three oh eight. Actually, it's plus three twelve. You can get plus three twelve for APK to take one game. Just as a comparison to this. Now, maybe the, this goes up if APK just gets stomped tomorrow. And maybe this is a little better, but I don't know. I'm I'm probably staying away from this one. Griffin Evans was clean enough to like the 2-0. Here's the thing. If we compare Griffin to Afrika, right, We clearly we're going to pick Afrika, right? Yeah. And so if you're willing to bet on APK tonight, or they're going into this, if they were to, say... The usual happens. Afrika just stomps them. Why wouldn't you try to take APK against Griffin at this point? Mostly the number. Mm. Yeah, the number is just a little different. Like there. three plus three twelve is a way different number than plus one thirty seven <laughs> to take a game. Okay. So, man. Yeah, like that. It's mostly that. Like to me, this number looks out of way. You can get you can get thirteen fifty on the money line tomorrow if you if you. Look yeah, that that I I can get that one's higher, but I feel like this could be. If they can't upset Africa, can they upset Griffin? You're still making out pretty nice, yeah. I guess. Not great, but not but nice. Four fifty, yeah, maybe. APK, I I think are they're going to be a weird team because I don't know how many series they're actually going to take. Like they could very easily lose, like win zero series this season. But I'm confident they're going to win games. Like I'm very confident they're going to win games. Like they'll they'll win more games than Jenner did in a better field. But I don't know if they're going to win any matches. So, <laughs> like, they just look better than Jinair because, like, they they're they're doing what they're supposed to do with leads. They're just like getting outplayed. Whereas Jinair didn't know what to do with a lead. They were just like running around like co- completely clueless. So, honestly, yeah, honestly, dude, I think H Dragon sucks as a coach. Yeah, I think he's just yeah. Going from Jinair, they're not winning. Griffin doesn't look the same. I don't know, man. You got. You got studs, bro. You got studs in your he has team. There's no excuses anymore. No, you can't. You don't have any excuses. Like you have literally Yukau, Nehu, and Mid, Tarzan, Viper. Come on, dog. And you can't win. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's just a coaching. I do think. I do think Griffin have looked better than 04. Like they they don't look like an 04 team. They look competitive in most of their games. They're not getting completely stomped or blown out or anything like that. But I am on that narrative, Cal. I'm with you. Like. That was my biggest skept- like that was my biggest skepticism like coming into the season. So, all right. Um, so, any love for APK? Pro- I'm I'm probably just gonna pass this unless the number gets better. It's not good enough for me. Yeah, so, no bet. I don't think. Afrika Saturday morning. Afrika plus one hundred. Dragon X minus one thirty eight. We'll say the Dragon X minus one point five is at plus two twenty five. Two of my favorites to win the split. Uh. Interesting matchup. I think Dragon X have looked pretty sharp so far. You know, they have like lulls in the middle of a game sometimes where they'll you know they'll they'll make a weird decision, but they just play their way out of a paper bag so well. Like 
another situation where the talent's good. Piosek looks great already. Um, he's making some rookie mistakes, but like nothing, nothing huge. He doesn't have like game ending errors yet. And that was the big concern, right? Was the two, the two new people. I don't know, yeah. man. This is, this is interesting. It feels, it feels wrong getting plus money on a Frico, right? Yeah. I mean, that's my pick of the week, actually. You want a freak on this one? Yeah, I want a freak on this one. Um, overall, I just think this freaking team is gelling a lot faster than most teams. And it's funny because Doran came back. And actually, I think, obviously, it's it's this little it's upgrade when Quad was in. Doran made Dragon X look really good. But I think CV Max as a coach is good as well. But I really like how a freak is pushing up the tempo. And they're actually not like I – mean, they have to, misplaced here and there, but, like, for the most part, they're, like, really clean, really decisive on what they want to do, and I think, you know, like, in a region like this, that's, they can literally team fight their way out of a lot of things, you know what I mean? You just see if Dragon X can keep up tempo with them. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be interesting, because I, I think these are, like, the two teams that I have, like, the biggest stock up sign on right now, like, besides, like, the, the lower teams that, you know, only have room to grow, they can't really go any lower than they were, right? So, I mean, I'm very high on both of these teams, so this is kind of a tough match to pick for me. Like, I would lean toward the money line on Afrika as well, but you know, wouldn't surprise me either way. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel too strongly either way in this situation. Anything else? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I like it, John. I like I think John's dealing with dog issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got dog aggro here. We got dog aggro. Does that mean you're on the dogs? <laughs> I think I kind of like that minus one thirty-eight. It's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good line to get on Dragon. Dragon X looks sharp, man. Like, and these are you agree? Like, these are both teams that are gelling quickly. Like Calvin said, like both of them are. Yeah, I don't know how often you get. Uh, that line again this season. That's one of those things we talked about a few times, but I'm not sure how often you see that line again. All right, so Cal's on Afrika. John's on Dragon X. Chris? Yeah, that's a tough decision. Um, I like both teams. I like the way they look. I just hope that Afrika doesn't try all those like weird subs that they did first night. I don't think they will. Yeah, uh, I don't think so either. In any case, I think I'll lean Dragon X. I mean, it's it's so even that um, I'm going to give it to the team that has CB Max. I think one of the more interesting things about uh, Afrika is that their subs are actually like quite good. Like, all mm. of them. So, while you would like Mystic to be in the lineup and everything, like it's not that big of a fall-off. You can get the um, the total maps over 2.5. So, you can, you can bet this to go three games at plus 100. I actually kind of like that a lot. That too. one sounds good, yeah. This is like one of those – I normally don't like that bet because it, the better team on the day can 2-0. This is <laughs> one where I kind of think they're both good right now, and this is one of the few spots I would actually take the over on map, uh, total maps. I think that's a pretty good number. Normally you got to pay like crazy juice on that, but I think that's a pretty good spot. Um, Hanwha. Oh, I'm – Split decision on that. Probably on the over maps. Neither side. I'm copping out. Hamma <laughs> <laughs> uh, Life. Bet. Just keep things moving. We'll do Hamma Life plus 175. Sandbox minus 250. The Sandbox minus 1.5 is at plus 125. Sandbox looks like they haven't missed a beat. They look like exactly the same team they were last season. Mm-hmm. They're just good. They're solid every game. They're going to be able to beat the better teams. They're going to, you know, 
probably not really lose to the bad teams. They're kind of like Origin, except they can punch up a little bit of the Origin because their talent's good. Like, they look like a team that's more hungry than Damwon and can certainly um, play not to that type of tempo, but certainly they can match with any of the top team right now. And if on fleek hits, if Summit hits, oh my gosh. I, I like this team. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for now. Hanwha making staking the claim that they're going to be the G two of Korea. You guys have? Did you guys see that? No, I didn't see that. What was so, that? I think that were, was right after the T one game. Yeah, so they were they were talking um, on the broadcast, uh, bef- on the English broadcast before the match started about how like they were coming out and saying in interviews that they wanted to be they wanted to be wild and aggressive and and you know mix it. They wanted they didn't want to be status quo. They didn't want to be the same team anymore and. That showed in their play. Like they're they look hungry, man. Like at the very and I did a write up on them a couple days ago, like on, on their last match, and for better or worse, man, like this team is fun to watch. Like it's <laughs> not even that they're meme picking or anything, but like they're 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 going to come after you. They're not just gonna roll over and be outclassed. Like they're gonna try to fight you. They remind me a lot of like the, the middle tier LPL teams where honestly, like Korea could benefit from a team like that. We said that about Africa last year. If you guys are, like, you guys remember that like, we were talking about Afrika, like Korea needs a pace team, like a tempo team, a team to like push these guys out of their comfort zone to make the whole region better, right? And I think like Hamwa, even if like they are going to get outclassed on players, this the arm these aren't bad players. Like this isn't a bad team. We talked about that with both KT and Hamwa, and if they're going to be showing up with you know wonky picks and stuff like that, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> yep. No, no, I'm not calling them G two by any stretch, but. You know, it, it's it's going to be fresh, and it's probably going to help them take some games if people are overly uh, conservative. Yep, I think Korea definitely needs teams like that. They need more than one, I think. Teams to really get the blood boiling over there. You know, don't let people sit back on their laurels and play these slow, you know. Get them trained for what's going to happen at Worlds, because when they play against the best teams from China and G2, they're going to need to be able to, to play those fire-in-your-blood type games. Yep. And, like, I really, I I do think just watching the region, it's weird. Korea, the first, like, 15 minutes of every game feels like exactly the same old Korea. There's, like, a kill or two, maybe. (laughs) And then it feels like at, like, 15 minutes on, it just explodes. Like, there's just, like, a million fights, and they're nonstop. And maybe that's the result of, like, the the previous, like, teleport change from last year where you can't cancel anymore, where it's like, okay, we're in, we're doing it, like... We're going. But even last year, like, you would see times where it's like, they teleport, it's like, oh, we're in, you know, better, we better not. Like, it doesn't yeah. look like NA did in the first week or two. Like, the first two weeks in NA, it was just like, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't do this. Let's just A-Ram <laughs> some more, and we'll, we'll we'll get some poke, and we'll figure it out. Korea hasn't looked like that. Like, all of the teams are making plays. Even Gen G was making plays. And that's like... <laughs> So off-brand for them. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful. I think it's good. It's more fun to watch. Uh, it looks a lot more like China and Korea do, or China yeah. and Europe do, which yeah, which yeah. is good. So, um, that said, I do think Sandbox outclass Hanwha quite a bit. And while I like this Hanwha team, and I'm going to be a little skeptical, like hammering spreads against them, uh, this is a good enough number where I'll probably have at least a small to moderate amount on it. Like getting plus money on Sandbox at two zero is pretty good for me. Comments, questions, concerns. 
Honor yeah. This one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Onto the next one for me. Yeah. This isn't a bad one. This isn't a bad for me. All right. I, I guess just enjoy, just enjoy Hamwa bringing weird stuff to the stage. That's gonna, that's gonna be the fun part with them. Yeah, absolutely enjoy that one. Uh, Sunday we have Damwon minus three fifty versus KT Rolster plus two fifty. KT plus one point five is at minus one twenty five. So, uh, Damwon, I think KT have looked pretty good actually. They're another team yeah. that looks better than their record. Better than their record, but not good. I would yeah. say. I, uh, is is this just like play. the the check? Like, do you have to be this tall to ride? Situation where Dan Juan's <laughs> just gonna like little brother them real bad? <laughs> like, is, yeah, I think maybe so. There's gonna be like the boxing match where it's like you got the sh- you, like they're just punching, they can't reach, and they're like holding them away. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not sure KT has the talent to compete in this matchup. Even though I said I do think Dan Juan's been underperforming a little bit so far this season, I'm just not sure KT has the talent to compete. The, the, the I first- agree. The frustrating thing with Damwon is that, like, when they show up and they're on, it feels like they're unbeatable. Like, a lot of the time, it's just like, okay, like, they're just, they look like G2 yeah. when they're on, because they don't care. It's almost like they don't care what the game state is. Like, they're the most LPL team I think I've ever seen in Korea. <laughs> they really are. Like, they, they, it's like they don't care what's going on around them. It's like, I'm better than you. I'm going to test it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, it's like, it's like, dude, you just tried to do that to death. That's not going to work. Sometimes it will, but... <laughs> I think so. that's probably the downfall for uh, Nuguri when he plays like that careless recklessness, thinking that he's invincible, and then teams just like all jump on him. But overall, I think I do think I am a little bit uh, optimistic about KT going forward. The bot lane, like we mentioned, mid through bot lane, those are the talent top jungle. Gotta catch up. Yeah, KT looks pretty good too. I, again, like. K- Korea's deep, man. The whole region's pretty solid. There, there, there's no. If APK is the bad, like the the worst team by a, a long shot, then it's like a pretty strong region. There's gonna be a lot of parity, like we talked about, which is gonna keep it interesting. So, uh, I don't know. I would have liked to get plus money on this, but I think this is actually a pretty good number. I think this is just about right. So I'm gonna pass this one. Yep. Same thing. All right. Uh, last game of the weekend, we have T1 uh, SK Telecom uh, plus one ten. Against Gen G minus one fifty, Gen G minus one point five is at plus two hundred. So, same Gen G minus one fifty favorite. Uh, this is basically saying T one and Dan one are about the same. Do we agree on that? You said Gen G and T one are the same. It's the same. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Dan one. Uh, it's Dan one and T one are the same odds against Gen G. Oh. I think they're different teams. Yeah, very like much. Like, it's yeah, apples right. and oranges, even though it's, like, you you put them both in the, you know, to, to put them both on the scale and it weighs the same, but they're it's an apple and an orange. They're two different things, right? So, I, I think T1, it, it's so weird. T1 look kind of like Damwon did last year a little bit, where, like, they're just, I, I don't think T1's won a draft this, this season yet. I think, they're, I think they're, like, legitimately, like, 0 for 6. <laughs> like I don't think they've won a draft, and like some of them have just been like egregious, like ter- bring, bring, egregious is back. <laughs> um, they've been terrible. They've played six games. They haven't won a draft yet, in my opinion. Like I don't know if it's just that like they're easing into it, or that they have the. Ro- I just think they have the wrong read on the meta game, which is concerning because that was like the one weakness that Coma had was that occasionally he would just have a wrong read and he'd be a little stubborn about it. 
and new coaching, you would think that that's like like Kane. I guess kind of has had a history of that, but like I, I thought that would maybe fix the problem. But they've seen they've seem like hell bent. They're like super stubborn, so much <laughs> in these games. Like I, I don't know. You guys want to tag in on this one? Um, I just think that the uh, drafting has been bad. Um, as a team in general, honestly, like their top lane just well. I don't know. Okay, first of all, I think Roach is playing playing fine. I think there was an overreaction on that last game yeah. where he literally just like <laughs> like into the well, he didn't have time. any. He didn't have that's that was the drafting thing. Like he was just left out to dry. He could do and nothing. It sucked. In that it, I don't know. It sucked. I, I don't know. I think there's just an overreaction. I think this team is good enough. Um, against Gen G though, and I know Chris. I guess really doesn't think Gen G is that great, but I think they're playing fine. I think they're one of the cleanest teams right now so far, yeah. and they're not—they're not like styling on teams. They're just out macroing teams, and they're just—they're just that clean. So I think the odds are right here, where I think Gen G is perfectly fine at one minus one fifty. At least until as in, at least until SKT shows us that they can have a game plan that doesn't suck like that's like make no mistake like so so t1 are three and one, they're three and three now yeah. two of those losses are against hanwa one of those wins against hanwa so like the other one's against damwon so like they played like two like pseudo sloppy teams but i i don't i don't i don't know like they've played their way out of a paper bag in essentially they have out they have outskilled three games like they pulled a rabbit out of a hat in two of them and then they've just like been a better team fighting team in, in the other one like that's their three wins that's not where you want to be especially if the region's strong right and this is the first like truly good team that they're playing like i i put Genji a little above damn one right now so like they haven't fa- this is the best team they faced so far this season so yeah I think this number is about right. I I I like Gen G here, and I never ever in a million years thought I would ever say that. But until until <laughs> T one show me otherwise, like they got to show me they know how to draft on this patch. I think the, I think it's reasonable. Go ahead. We're gonna put Gen Gelati on the test here, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so everybody fade. Everybody fade me. Everybody go on T one. T one's lock of the century for this one now because that's. <laughs> You think Gen G's just going to take it easy on you this season, sir? Dude, I don't think so. No, no. It's been two years. They're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dude, I hate it. I hate it. I hate every Gen G game. <laughs> so triggering. Yeah, I, give me Gen G, though. It's probably going to be a three game series, but give me Gen G here. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it for Korea. Korea's been pretty good so far. I've actually really, really enjoyed Korea, and oh yeah, we we mentioned the angle uh, in the pre in the first week uh, before going into it on that show. We mentioned the angle about how Korea starting later is pretty interesting, right? Like they're no longer setting the meta game for a change. Like for once, they're not the ones like set because in the in years past, it's been like the LCK and the LPL set the meta game, and then the West copies it. Unless you're like G2 and you're doing some wild stuff. Europe has historically not really copied. They kind of do their own thing. But like NA copies it. Yeah, That hasn't really been the case. It's kind of been the opposite. Yeah, I would agree with that big time. I think Korea is is no longer really like the trendsetter for the the entire world anymore. Which I think is probably a good thing for them. Because there's... I don't want to say that they had this expectation to be like innovators and creators. But like it's good that like... 
I, when I look at Korea, they should just be playing efficient and like no fun zone style League of Legends. Like that's what they're good at. So when the meta is established, that's when they're the best. Because like they don't make the same mistakes that a lot of these other teams do. So I, I don't know. It's been interesting to see that just that element because we've never seen that before. So pretty interesting so far. You guys ready to move on to the LEC? Yep, I guess I like the I like the LEC and what's going on with it right now. I'm yeah, excited. Le- LEC kind of destroying me. <laughs> just my bankroll has been absolutely destroyed by the LEC, but it has been entertaining as hell to watch. So I guess that's a fair trade. Um, Friday, Friday morning, Mad Lions plus one thirty seven, Origin minus one eighty eight. This is a good number. I a think lot of people. Number. Yeah, I think they're. I I, I like Origin, um, and I believe I'll bet them actually. Me too. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, I'm interested to see if somebody was on the Mad side. Um, Mad for me feels like a team that's still getting their stuff together, and I think they'll be better when they in the future when they get it together. But I don't think they're they're ready quite yet to be to be fighting against teams like Origin and and getting wins. Yeah, Origin is really clean. Uh, I think Mad's got some. Couple of lucky wins, in my opinion. So I'm not betting him here. But Origin should win. Yeah, Origin's got to be upset in the way they law they handled last weekend. I can't imagine them being sloppy or careless uh, going forward. Do they have lines? Yeah, like <laughs> I think Mad Lions is is a good team. So. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, go ahead and finish your point because I kind of have like a little bit of a tirade here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Mad Lions is a good team, um, and I think they're going to be a lot better when we get to the end of the season and they've had more time together. I mean, I know some of these guys already played together before this, but I, I think this is just a team that needs a chance to grow on the big stage and and get used to how to play at this level. Um, I think they're going to be quite good later, but I'm uh, I'm not a fan of, of going all in on them right now. So. Mad lines are, are are kind of weird. I kind of went. I don't know if anybody saw. I went on a a bit of a like a rant on on, on Twitter about this, and I wrote about it in my my blog post for I think it was Sunday morning, but yeah, I think it had to be Sunday morning. It was after Saturday's game, but Mad Lions are. I think Mad Lions they're in a weird spot. They're in they're the worst kind of team to bet because. I actually do like their trajectory. Like, they're going to be a good team. I am confident that they are going to be a good team. That's not a question. They will be a good team. However, because they're ahead of schedule and because the odds were so heavily favored for them and I believe severely mispriced before the season started and they have a 4-2 start now and some of those games have been you know, pretty fraudulent slash lucky. Uh, Rogue Oh my god I'm going to touch <laughs> yeah. that in just a second But So you have the culmination of all these factors With this Mad Lions team Where they were overpriced to start the season Right Public favorite Like for whatever Just mispriced by the books Whatever you want to call it um, Are now 4-2 and two, Are going to remain overpriced But I also Like think that they're a better team Than they've been so far like I don't think this team should probably be two and four, maybe one and five. They're not like they should probably start there. And I expected them to improve over the course of the season, but because they're now like 
just looking at it on paper, this is, if you look at it on paper, they're way ahead of schedule. So everyone yeah. is hyping this team. Everyone's excited about this team. And they should be relatively excited because it's a young roster that should be good Like as the season goes on. And I like the players. I think they're doing a lot of good things. They're still pretty green. But they are a better's nightmare, this team. They kind of remind me of like the, the Seahawks in football where it's just like, this team is bad. This team is definitely bad, but Russell Wilson's a wizard. So, like, they're bad. They have bad coaching. They have a couple good players. They're exploitable. They have terrible play calling, but Russell Wilson is a wizard and will sometimes pull a rabbit out of a hat and win a game. And he did that many, 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 many times this season. And they were killer against the spread, so everyone thought they were a good team. They weren't. So, the Packers, same thing. Everyone was like, okay, well, look how good the Packers are. Packers are probably the worst 13-win team ever. So, it's not quite the same because, like, I do think this team is going to grow over the course of the season, but at this point, like, I don't, I'm just not going to be able to bet this team, like, ever. And I'm not even going to want to bet against them because I do think that they're going to improve. And, like, every week they're going to be better because it's another week of experience for these young players. And they're good young players. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way I do, where it's like, they're going to be really frustrating the rest of the year. And I'm probably going to not be betting for them or against them in a lot of spots. Um, I'll probably take some – I'll take some – this is a shot I'm probably going to take against them because um, I think Origin is enough better right now. But for the rest of the year, this is going to be a tough a tough one, and I'm just going to wait and fade them in playoffs where they'll probably pull a rogue like last year and 3-0 somebody. But. I do – I definitely agree with you that they're like a betters nightmare because they started off overpriced and you're not going to get a chance – like you're never really going to get a chance to bet them because everyone's the, – the books think that they're better than they are at all times. And if they get better, the books are going to think they're still, the books are going to continue thinking they're better than they are. So it's just almost impossible to bet them. And you end up betting against them. And it feels kind of unfortunate in some matchups, but I think that's just how it's going to have to be. Yeah, it's like not a team you want to bet against because, like, if, if you think they're going to be better, you're now in a situation where you're judging how big of an improvement are they making from week five to week six, from week six to week seven, week seven to week eight, et cetera. Like, you're now in the spot where you're judging a team's improvement, which is not a good basis for things like yeah you're 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 judging film that hasn't happened yet which is like not where you want to be in this kind of thing so and then you're never going to have value unless you have maybe a favorite that you like or like you know an underdog you like against them and i I don't know how if that's going to come up too often so i mean i think you're going to pick your spots but i just wanted to go on a brief spiel about that because like that that team in particular has been really really frustrating because i do think that they have gotten pretty lucky in their wins, right? How about – I'll just bring it up because they're going to be in the next couple of games anyway. How about Rogue saying, oh, we didn't expect Soraka after they got they got whooped by it on Friday? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Maybe they just didn't think that other teams were mixing that into their playing pool right now. I mean, I know it's been kind of like – it's been memed about enough on Twitter that if we all knew that it was a possibility, it's, I mean, and they just gotten whooped by it. I mean, sometimes G2 just plays a pick. You yeah, know what I mean? and I and then nobody it. else is going to play. But I think it was pretty well known that that was a playable pick. I guess they just overlooked the the possibility that they could play it. I just want to point out, uh, since we're on the topic of Soraka, by the way, I've pointed it out a few times on the blog. In the four major regions, well, I guess three right now because we didn't get any in the LPL yet, but in the three major regions so far, Soraka is 6-1. and one. And in four of those games, it's been an underdog. And the so, underdogs are 4-0 oh in those games. So... Just thought I'd say that. To, yeah, bet after the draft, maybe, if that's coming. Yeah, so I just thought it was notable. Um, 
you think that a team would learn from their mistakes or at least like bait the pick and have a plan for it, not be completely clueless. So, um, yeah, the Soraka times are really interesting. I-, I love when picks like that come up in the meta. That's kind of a different topic. We go into at a different time, but I love when picks like this are, are relevant because they're, they're really like a, a true silver bullet. A classic. Oh, good. No, go ahead. I was going to say like a classic gold card podcast moment where I ask you about something involved in the game. Why, when these people when they take Soraka, are people not just like focusing a ton of jungle energy to just crushing the Soraka in lane? Because I feel like whenever, uh, once again, this is just John's experience in solo queue. But when I play any squishy champion like that in the top lane, it feels like I just can just get murdered over and over and over again. So like, why are they not doing that? It feels like there's a magnet pulling everybody up toward you. Yeah, I feel like they just send a jungler up there like seven times and just kill over and over and over again. So in professional play, we we talk a lot about strong side and weak side, right? Yeah. Um, Soraka is in a weird spot where she's a weak side. She's a weak side top laner, can't deal with pressure well at all. However, she's like a counter pick weak side, meaning you can only really play her against certain matchups. She's like a kind of like a more extreme version of Gangplank in a weird way, where Gangplank is like safe. But there's certain champions that are just going to whoop on them, like Irelia or, like, you know, uh, Vladimir is, like, frequently a counter for like, Champions that can just get on them and kill them, right? The champions that she's played against are, like, Orn and Set. Set feels like he's sticky, can't actually do much against you in lane against her. So she just gets a free lane, and the whole premise of the Soraka top is you get a free lane, right? So... And it, it's just a hyperscaler. We talked about that before Worlds last year, that it's not always hyper carries at scale or hyper tanks. There are hyperscalers. We saw the Sona. The Sona Tarek was a hyperscaling lane, right? So it's the same kind of idea where um, a lot of times you'll see it set up in the draft by picking a strong side, like a str- just a strong bottom half of the map that you're going to win the 3v3 against or a strong 3v3 that's going to have priority at all times so that the Soraka is allowed to play weak side. They're not going to have to make plays. They're not going to have to make teleport plays. They can use it just to lane forever. So you can kind of engineer situations where you can pick a strong lane, say like Zyra Khan, for instance, or uh, you're seeing like um, like Nautilus Misfortune, Nautilus okay. Senna, stuff like that. The, these lanes that are pretty punishing, uh, you can play, even like Draven is another one, you can play these really, really strong like lane bully bottom lanes that have good gank assist, and you can just can't bot and force the other jungler to help that bot lane, right? You can you can kind of like tip the tip the map toward the bottom side, and then okay. force weak side. So it's kind of like um, we saw this a lot at Worlds this past season. But that's the the idea of it. Is you, use, you use the rest of the draft to set up a situation where you force weak side, like you force top to be the weak side. You can ban out certain champions a lot, of, and it helps that. Um, you're kind of seeing this in the support pool right now too, where it helps that Orn and Set are are considered very very strong blind picks, especially Orn. Orn's just a, actually a good blind pick, but it helps a lot when you have two t- two champions that she's extremely like basically gets a free lane against them, and teams want to be first picking those. So you can set the draft up in a way where you can get the Soraka top and then pick you know counter with a good bottom lane and then take her in the third rotation before they get a ban again. So. That's why, like, everyone's like, oh, you just gank the Soraka. It's not it's not as easy as it looks, because then you're just leaving your bottom lane out to dry, and that multiplies even worse. So that's why that's why you're seeing the Soraka right now, amongst other reasons. Excellent, thank you. Um, yeah, she's not, she's not over-tuned. She's just a very neat, like, she's a silver bullet. Like, and I love when these kind of things exist, because she's not overpowered. She just seems overpowered, because she's only ever picked when she's good. 
That's why she has such a good win rate. Yeah, well, the reaction from Riot is going to super nerf her in the upcoming patch. Yeah, also, <laughs> also Toxona, which has been memed yeah. about on the broadcast, but is actually getting nerfed already before we get a chance to see it. So, <laughs> um, where were we? Jeez, Mad Lions. So we went from Mad, Mad Lions Origin to tirade about Mad Lions to tirade about Rogue to tirade about Soraka. Not tirade, just discussion about Soraka Top. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Um, bringing it back to the LEC, uh, Excel. Uh, so, who's on? Are you on Origin? I'm on Origin for this. This is this is going to be one of the shots I'm going to take. Yeah, I like Origin quite a bit. Chris, Cal, uh, Origin. I'm on the Origin side. No bet if I'm a betting man. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, Cal, Origin. So we're just unanimously on Origin. We're all see that's that's just say something. We're like we're all fading Mad Lions. Like this team is fraudulent with upside. It's it's so bizarre. This happens so infrequently. But every from from time I'm trying to think of the last team that was like this. Uh, uh, it'll come to me. Later. But a fraudulent team. A fraudulent like um, a team that you know will be good eventually, but is way ahead of schedule. But have been lucky so far. It's like such oh, yeah, a weird no, specific thing. Can't think of anything like that. Um, but you're right. Scenario, so. Yep. We, next up, we have Excel minus one sixty three against SK Gaming plus one twenty. I love Excel in this spot. I actually think yeah. this is a good number. I think I think people are reacting a little bit to the Excel's last weekend. I like Excel a lot. I like Excel is a lot as a team, and they should be able to handle SK, in my opinion. Yeah, I big time agree with you guys here. I, I think Excel's actually they they've overperformed what I thought they were, and I thought they were a lot better than SK, <laughs> and they've overperformed what I thought of them. So. That's where I had them five. Yep. Talk about fraudulent. <laughs> Misfits. Misfits. Yeah, so oh, we'll get to them in just a second. Uh, so we're all in Excel here? Yep. yep, I like Excel a lot. Yeah, so damn, are we all in agreement on that on that gap too? Like it's it's the clear break between five and six. I like them a little higher, maybe. Like I have Do you like I have to think on this? I think they're equal. I kind of do too. Like, which is those weird. Are very, very close teams for me. Mm-hmm. I think Rogue's better, but I think it's very close. Yeah, same. Cal, do you, do you kind of in the same ballpark? Yeah, I in agreement right here. All right. Uh, we have Fnatic. Oh, oh, here we go. Vitality plus four fifty. Fnatic minus eight hundred. Is Melissa back yet? <laughs> Does it matter? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the real question, Chris. Thank you. Like. I'm not touching this. Nope. Fnatic yeah, looked like they're on a revenge. Story. Fnatic looked like they were legitimately embarrassed by that first game and have just been in full smash mode since then. Mm-hmm. Fnatic yeah. looks so good. Yeah, they lost the G2, but other than that, they've looked they looked very very good. That that is not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, the G2 is going to happen. Um, yeah, that'll that'll happen. No no love for I, I didn't look. The kill spread on this is probably like eight and a half nine. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I might actually take the kill spread. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Shalka plus 240, Rogue minus 334. <laughs> Man, the funny thing about this is that the lines, the lines oh, no. are pretty bad, but I'm just not touching. I'm just not touching Shalka. Like, the line doesn't feel right to me. Thank God. Shalka's in timeout, right? At glance, but yeah, they're they're in, like, permanent timeout with me. I said in my, like, I was uh, analyzing some of the teams that I got wrong in a Twitter post that I made, and Shulk is one of the teams that I thought I'm, like, 
because the issues that they're having don't seem to be like, oh, we just haven't gelled yet. Like it just seems to be a, a real big backroom problem for me, and those kinds of problems don't get fixed for for the most part. So I, I don't think they're getting fixed. Worst team, CLG or Schalke? Schalke. I'm gonna say CLG. Oh, that's too. tough, actually. Yeah, but too. CLG. I'm gonna say CLG definitively. They've had very similar types of like what's been going on in their games has been kind of similar for me in that. They're not just like getting destroyed in their games, but they're just not when they when they get leads, they're not finishing those games, and when they get behind, they're not doing the right things to try to make a comeback. It feels like they make like they they either make one big mistake or they just ha- the other team just makes a ridiculous play on them every game. Like that's what it feels <laughs> like. It just feels like I don't want to call it unlucky, but it feels like twenty percent unlucky, eighty percent like they do one thing wrong. Like that's that's what it feels like to me. I. I don't know, man. I, like, Shaka yeah, started out well. You know, you yeah. could say those games were very close. It could have been, like, it was one play, it was one thing, and it flipped over. It was at the critical point of a game. And then it got worse. That's yeah. the part that tilts me the most. They got exactly. worse. That's what, that's what makes me think that it's, like, a locker room issue or a backroom issue or something. The fact It's a psychological that, issue. Yeah, they went from being, like, pretty close to some teams to then getting completely blown out by, was it SK? Who beat them like sixteen yep. zero or whatever? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they went from being close to some pretty good teams to mm-hmm. getting blown out by one of the worst teams in the league. And yeah, those those feels like issues that are that are mental or backroom. We kind of talked about la- uh, like I don't know, did we talk about it last week when they brought the uh, uh, what's the, the new name? Lurox in? Lurox. I think he had yeah, think the news broke. Twitter, right? Yeah, the news broke after our show. Yeah, so I, I think that move felt a little panicky to me i don't know if anybody else felt the same way like i know they were they were grooming this guy and like they had a six-man roster going into the season and that was mm-hmm. like something to consider that i maybe didn't consider enough but didn't that move feel a little bit panicky to you like i don't know if there's maybe the expectation is this the cleveland browns like is where it... the expectation was so high and they have so much talent and all these players that the expectation was so high that it's just like actual pressure on the players. Yeah, and having forgiven on your team in his return, like he hasn't been an all-star this season by any stretch, but coming into the season they had to I think feel like having him on the team was a was a big pressure for them. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be one of the best, you know, guys in in the league and he's he has this legacy and you know, I I feel like the team definitely should have felt coming into the season like We've really got to compete. We got to be a playoff team. We got to be a top four team. You know, that's that's where Forgiven landed. This guy who's a, a legend in the game. But and then when it started out so poorly for them, you might feel that they were kind of like, oh well, sh-, like you know, scrambling to figure out what the hell they're going to do, given that they're not even close to where they expected to be. When there when there's a lot of pressure like that, you see this in professional sports all the time, where like there's this ridiculous expectation on a team and. You like to think that they don't let the pressure get to them, but there's an expectation. If you're not meeting it, that creates pressure in the locker room. That creates pressure within yourself where, you know, once it starts going bad, then everybody starts overplaying and it, it spirals out of control. We saw this with 100 Thieves last year, right? Yep. This is this is almost exactly the 100 Thieves proje- trajectory, right? So yeah. the question is, do they 
at it, like, do they turn it around? How how long is this going to go? Or, or are they just in a situation where, like, are you trying to time the bet, or are you just going to wait for it and it's whatever if you happen to get some value afterwards? Like, I think they're done until I see a, a real roster change. Like, I'm pretty much counting them out for this split. I don't think this version of the team is going to be successful at all. I haven't quit yet. And I know, like, I was, like, I was all about this team before the season – they that that's out the window. I'm not I'm not considering this team in that light anymore. But I also look at this team and I like it's been a different thing every game too, right? Like the first few games, forgiven the very first game, forgiven was a liability, and then he was good in like the team fights and everything. And then the second like the second game is a huge liability; he just got destroyed. And then, like, since then, he's been getting better. It looks like he's, like, getting caught back up to speed. Like, he has like the last game, like, the SK, like, that wasn't him, right? Yeah, no. It was everything else. Odo's, through all of this, Odo's been smashing everything. Like, Odo, yeah. Odo looks like I a stud. I was real surprised, by the way. A few people, I saw multiple people, like, really slamming Odo. And I thought Odo's been playing the best on the team this season. Yeah. And- Abadage was a guy that I was, like, very surprised at how underperforming he's been, given yeah. how he was last season. Dude, Abadaga feels like Humanoid did in the first week, where he's just like, yeah. I don't trust my players and I'm overplaying. Yeah, and he, and yeah, I, I did not think Odo Onmi was the problem at all. I just think, like, when when you have a team that has issues in, like, everywhere, that's the teams that I say, this team sucks, they're done. That's been CLG for me, besides Stixa. Stixa's been, like, the one guiding light, right? And I didn't realize this, but Stixa's been playing in Challenger, too. Has he been played, yeah. he played every mm-hmm. single Challenger game? Yeah, you realize... Yeah. Did you realize that he's also lost all of his games in a game? Yeah, he lost like seven. They, they, somebody said that like, he lost like seven games in a row or something like that. I think he was talking about that on the Euphoria. Like, yeah, I have a hard time giving him too much credit, given that he's getting smashed in both LCS and the LCS Academy. Give but... his mental some credit because he hasn't been like terrible. His teams have just been losing. Uh... Yeah, true. Like he hasn't been the problem. He hasn't been the reason they're losing. Make no mistake. Like, I don't know. <laughs> See that team, I'm writing off. Maybe you guys don't feel the same. Yeah, way. I think we're I think we're opposite. I wrote off Shalka, but I and think you're CLG not writing off CLG. So yeah, I, think like, I, I feel I feel about CLG. I feel about Shalka the way you feel about CLG. Yeah, I think CLG is going to make a resurgence personally. Yeah, we'll get to them later. So uh, I guess yeah. like let's bring it back to this. Like, at what point does the number get outrageous enough where you're you're interested? Like, this isn't good enough, right? It's pretty close. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I wasn't completely off of Shalka, something weird. I'll get to this in a minute, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready to bet them against Rogue in this spot. I'm gonna be on them. I'm gonna be on them small here, and I'll 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 tell you why. Like, at some point, there's just got to be a release of this pressure, whether that's just an explosion, like an argument, or someone gets dropped from the team, or somebody gets replaced, or something like that. At some point, there's a a pressure valve release of some kind. Once the pressure's off and they just are concentrated, this team looks like they're playing nervous, like they're forcing so many things they don't need to. And I feel like once they just take a deep breath, relax, and play, they're going to be fine. They might not be – they're not going to win. They're probably not even going to be a playoff team at this point, but they won't be a bad team. And I, I kind of think that will happen sooner rather than later, especially when you have a bunch of veterans because, like, all of these guys, for the most part, have, you know, been on bad teams before. Like, this isn't yeah. new to them. So I, I don't think you're going to see a situation where, like, they're all going to look at each other and play the blame game like a bunch of young, you know – sophomore players or something like that being like, no, it ain't my fault. I'm not the one that's the problem. They're all going to look at each other and be like, oh, can we just like play better? I have been happy to see that the social media presence from this team has been pretty fine. 
Yeah. Like Oduwamne had the one post where he said like he's going to lose his mind if they lose their next game or whatever. <laughs> Probably for that, doing like, that interview, by the way. I see Forgiven like losing a game in his next post on Twitter is like these are my top three snack foods this week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that feels all right. That feels all right to me if that's your post after the week. Yeah, like I mean, there's you see this in pro sports all the time where it's like. Uh, you see a player that just had a terrible game, and they're like, oh, yeah, I went bowling with my family Saturday night, and the fans just rip into them. They're like, you should be on the practice field, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no. it's like, are you, is somebody going to complain to you that you need to be working on a Saturday night? No, screw you, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer to see them, like, at least relax, because it means they're not panicking. The it means the players aren't panicking, at least to yeah, me. That's, I, that's one sign I like. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know we spent a lot on this, but, like, we're going to get through the rest of EU pretty quickly, because, like, these, these, these are the big talking points of the week, right, mm. for the most part. Um, I'm going to take a taste of Schalke here. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to go probably like half unit, like small, small time. I, I like rogue. And I think rogue's good. I just think at some point, like this team's got to be a, like better. I don't know. I think you got the wrong day of the week. To Maybe. Take a, a Maybe. Taste of we'll, see. we'll see. I'm <laughs> taking a taste of them on the next we'll day. Oh, misfits Ooh. plus three fifty last game on Friday against G2 minus 600. Dude, I'm f fade the hell out of misfits. Yeah, I'm, I'm fading the shit. Out fade of the shit out of misfits. <laughs> <Just> stay away. <laughs> stay away. Fraud alert. Fraudulent alert. <laughs> uh, this is like the this is the phone the spam phone calls you get saying saying whatever they say right like the ro the robo calls you get misfits <laughs> you are the robo calls you get. <laughs> you want to talk about a co you know, covered in shit a pig covered in shit this team this team who's luckier this team or Mad Lions. This team for sure. This team. Yeah. This, this is, there's no way Misfits should have the record they have. How, dude? Like, I'm give, I'll give credit to Fabian. He's been really good. Yeah, he's been. Pretty... He's been good. I, I, I got to give him credit. Nobody else has, at all. Like, <laughs> no one else has been good on this team. Yeah, Razork. One game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Every once in a while, everybody else on the team has a decent game, but yeah, for the and most every part, every once in a while, Dan, Dan picks not their top and gets oh smashed. My gosh. So I don't know. Like, How are they winning? I don't know. I, I'm stay stay away. I, I, I'm taking the G two minus, minus eight and a half kills, dude. That's just the, that that might be pick of the week. G two are going to smash this team. Yeah, actually, G two minus eight and a half kills. G two for the most part, when they beat anybody, wins by eight and a half kills. Yep. So I think that's a reasonable line. Saturday, Vitality plus one seventy five, Misfits minus two fifty. Kind of like Vitality here. Dude. <laughs> All right, look, uh, I I'm on the fade Misfits Misfits plan too, but I don't know if this number is good enough. For oh, Vitality. Chris has already locked it in. I went to go lock this in as pick of the week, and Chris has already locked it in. Okay, so we have two people that want this as pick of the week. I like it. I don't like it that much. This might be like half unit dog for me. I don't trust Vitality enough. This is where you know. You're gonna have to put in this idea that misfits can't keep up this charade any longer. And if it's going to be a loss, I really hope it's going against Vitality just to show the world that this misfit is so fraudulent. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So maybe a little narrative street, but I, I could see, I could see G two just like not even banning power picks. They just like let all the power picks through, ban LeBlanc and ban Kiana, and then just like shit stomp misfits, and then misfits is demoralized for like three weeks. Because that's what happens when you face G2. <laughs> At least that's what I hope happens. Because th this team, stay away. Buyer, be buyer beware. Yeah, agree. They do not have an a, a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rogue minus two seventy five. SK Gaming plus two hundred. Uh, I don't usually play like this kind of money, but I might. Rogue. Ro this is the kind of thing where I'll include Rogue in a parlay, probably. 
Yeah, I kind of like Rogue in a parlay, but I don't I don't feel like you can bet either side of this regularly. Agree. Agree. Shulka, plus 600 against G2 Esports. Let's, let's have a stop and have a talk on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this we actually have a discussion. Wow, okay. This is going to be my pick of the week. Get the hell out of here. Why? Why? Shulka plus 600 against G2. And let me tell you why. Because... The other team that G2 is playing against never decides when G2 loses. This G2, is true. This G2 is very decides true. when G2 loses. And they have a trajectory. If you go back and look at last split, this is what they do. They start smashing everybody. <laughs> Here we go. The wheel, the wheel of G2. It's the <laughs> wheel of... <laughs> everybody, and they get trollier and trollier and trollier until one day they just take, like, Sona, Soraka, Tarek, Sawani... And they're just like, oh, we'll just do it. And then they lose. And then from then they go back to the top. And they're like, nope, we're a smash, everyone. And they get trolled. It's like the slow descent into madness. And then they like and, snap back to reality. And who they lose to is completely random. It doesn't have yep. anything to do with the other team. It's not like they can only lose to Fnatic. It's just whenever G2 gets to that point where they're just too trolly. And so if I'm getting plus 600 on somebody, I think I'll take plus 600. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that it's likely that Shelka wins this match. But it's just more likely than plus 600. Plus 600 is just too much, I think, against a team like G2, especially because we are watching their trajectory right now. Mm. They're getting trollier and trollier. We're watching it every game. They're getting trollier and trollier. And it's spring. Don't forget that narrative. (laughs) And if you think Shulka doesn't more than anything in the world want to beat G2, (laughs) you're kidding yourself. They want this win so bad. 600 is 14.3% implied probability. I'm going to take take plus 600 on them. Uh, I can't take them with you. Like I say, I don't think it's likely they're going to win, but I'm taking plus 600. And to be fair, I would take 600 on everybody in the league, I think. Pretty much everybody in the league, I would take 600. So does this feel – what was it? Uh – does this feel like did, did that first CLG win feel like so lame to anyone else? Yes. They're like, oh, we got carried by Soraka. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. jerks! Like, yeah. that's how I wrote. I wrote on that. I said, like, you even looked at the players, and they were like, eh. it's like, dude's your first win. Be excited. They were like, eh. like, <laughs> doesn't this feel like Shaka started off 0-5? or no? They 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 don't yeah. win. They don't win on Friday, and then this is their first win, and it's like the oh, most God. feels bad win because like. You have Garen mid or Teemo support or some nonsense. It's like, it's like I can't even be excited about this. Are the blue and red side already decided at this point? Uh, I didn't have it written down. It's, but it's yeah, hard to say, but if Shaka just locks in that Soraka and G2 goes all tilt, just go like full support. Certainly team. possible. <laughs> I definitely think G2 is going to be super trolly in this game. That does not even come yeah, to Shaka the favorite. But I think G2 will be, like, very trolly in this matchup, and it's going to give Shalka a chance at least. So plus 600 is good enough for me. You know what? You convinced me. I'm in. It's your pick of the week, dude. Come on now. You're trying to time the needle in the haystack, dude. I hated, I hated the picks of the week this week. I did not like a lot of the odds that we've seen. There was nothing dude, that really excited me. You're, like, walking so. into the barn, going like this, sticking your hand <laughs> into a bale of hay, and just there it is. There's the pin. That's what you're doing. Any team with 600, I'll take them. That's fair, I guess. Cal, Chris, are you believers here? Nope. <laughs> I love it. Play the nope. number, not the game. Right? <laughs> That's the whole... Nope. I told myself after the same game, not picking Shaco ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've, you've been... You, you auto-faded immediately, basically. 
Yeah, 20, 20 years into the future, Shulk has won a world championship. <laughs> Calvin refuses to bet them in any game. Nope. No way, man. Sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> Excel plus 225. Origin minus 300. Give me Excel here. I like this spot. There's so many blunders that Excel makes, and it's hard for me to take them, even though how good they are. I just think – I know the line is so good, but – I just, I don't know, man. Just watching so many XL games and just having break my heart because of one bad fight, it's just, it's just so upsetting. So, Origin, it is. Excel uh, feel we, like half a tier worse. We've, we talked a little bit about this matchup before we went live on the pod. And this one's just so tough for me because I feel like that number is too big for XL. At the same time, I really think Origin's going to win this matchup, so it makes it really tough on me to decide what to do with this matchup. I think Origin's going to be out for blood for sure this weekend after their loss uh, last weekend. So I don't know. I think I'm going to end up abstaining, but if I bet, it's definitely going to be on Excel. I had I haven't really. This is one of the few matchups I haven't really made up my mind on what I'm going to do with yet. Yeah, is this like a spot where you think like this is a good example of a lot of people like taking like favorites that are in that like 200 to 400 range minus 200 minus 400 range making a money line parlay with the two of them to get it closer to even money or like minus 120 or what have you like give or take like that range right this is a spot where i I, with like rogue and origin i would not do that because i don't feel confident that origin win this game i'm actually further on the other side of that spectrum where I, i i just think this number is way too big i'm playing the number here just give me excel i don't i don't feel confident about it like pick of the week level but I mean, maybe it will be. I, don't know. We'll I think that's reasonable. I do think Excel is a very good team, and and Origin is not G two. You know, it's a le- it's a less extreme but... version of the G two Shulker logic. Yeah, for me, except, it's just, there's no, I... except there's no troll element. It's that I think these two teams are just way closer to this, like than this number implies. <clears throat> that's fair enough. I just for me, I, I I weigh really strongly on the types of teams that teams are, and Origin is just one of those teams. Even though they took an unfortunate loss last weekend that I just generally don't think are going to lose to like teams that are worse than them. And I do think Excel's worse than them. So it makes it tougher on me. It's kind of previewing our, our, our next segment once we get there, but like give me a percent that origin win this game. Your thoughts. Like 80% for me. You think 75. It's like 80%? I think it's really high. Cause minus 375%. Yeah. I think it's, it's like 75, 80%. I think the I, really meta, like I think the, I think the meta is way way too high variance still, and I think these two teams are way too even. That I think like anything that high, unless there's a drastic difference in the teams, I'm taking the underdog every time, until further notice. So, <laughs> Chris, Cal, Excel, Origin, pass. Origin. I think Chris left. Yeah, Chris might have the dips. So. Sorry, back. Oh, there he, is. There he, said, he said Origin too. Excel, or Origin. I did. I did. Um, I like I like where your head is at. Uh, I don't really mind, but I think I I'm just gonna go with Origin as the safer. Uh, not no bet for me. Got it. Um, Fnatic minus two twenty five. Mad Lions plus one sixty two in the last game of the week. I'm gonna lay Fnatic's money here, dude. Yeah, I think you have to, don't you? Fnatic yeah. as well. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah. agree. Like, this is a great parlay bet for me when you're talking about agree. things to throw in parlays. I really also, like it's that. on Saturday, so conveniently, once the North American lines come out, there will almost definitely be one that you like. We'll talk about that in a second that you could probably put together with this, and it's going to be nice. Uh, yeah, I love Fnatic here. Fnatic, this should, be, this, should, this should be more in line with the last one. Like, you're telling me, like, Fnatic 
220. Fnatic should be minus like 400 against this team. It's yeah. just all the it's just the hype on Mad Lions. And watch, yeah, they're but... going to get better and they're going to upset Fnatic. But we'll see. But, <laughs> um, I really should just parlay both Mad Lions picks and just just insure myself <laughs> the self hedge, the confidence hedge. Um, okay, so. That's it for Europe. So we don't have any lines for North America yet because we're recording this on Tuesday this week. And uh, some books usually have stuff out on Tuesday, but for whatever reason, they're not. Maybe there's a lot of roster uncertainty. But a little early, so there's no line. So we're going to do a little bit of an exercise where we're going to just go through each of these games. We'll discuss the game. We'll handicap it ourselves. So This should get interesting. I yeah, like the idea. So, yeah, yeah, just kind of a blind, blind capping, right? Which is like really what you should do. You should have an idea of all these games. Like I, I was really, really diligent about this kind of stuff last year, where I would not look at any lines. I would look at the schedule, and I'd be like, I, I would cap it myself. I did this for every single match in Korea last year. I did not do. I do that. Um, year, I'll tell you, I do that with MMA as well. That's what you should do uh, in any handicapping. That's the whole yeah, point I of handicapping it. is is like yeah. de- determining your number and comparing. And then justifying whether it, the difference is big enough to bet on it or not. That's the whole point. That's why it's, you know, that's what it's called. So we have Liquid versus Immortals. Uh, who wants to take the first stab at this? Is Broxa going to play right? Is we Broxa... don't know. Uh, don't Broxa know. is officially probably here by now. Uh, as of, like, Monday morning, he was doing his last stream in Europe, and he was going to be en route. So assuming he got there sometime today... Um, it's a lot of flying. It's like 18 hours of flying, I think. So, the, We talked about this before the pod, but does the fact that they're having a tough season make them significantly more likely to just start playing him right away? Something tells me that, that that's the case. Yeah. If I think – yeah, I think that, that's about right, to be honest with you. Churn's uh, not looking that bad. I think, I think the problem relies on Jensen, to be honest. Jensen's been playing so bad. I agree, actually. I mean, he's he's not been, like, terrible, but relative to his normal performance, he's been bad. And, again, like, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Like, I don't know if this is just this team, like, I don't want to put too much stock into this if if Brox is going to show up. It feels like wasted investment, right? But, like, I don't think most professionals think that way. He's just been playing poorly. I don't know. If there, there's something yeah. going on with this team. They just, there's a weird funk about them. Like I, there was a, a, I was just going to say, there was a, I got a, a bit of a vibe from Double Lift. When they put out that uh, that thing where the pros sat around in a round table, a couple of them sat around in a round table and yeah. talked to, uh, I can't remember who it was, but uh, they were all sitting around talking, and Double Lift made a lot of comments about how it kind of sucked. He, he liked in his other seasons being – the guy that people would root for and they would say like they could overcome the evil empire type deal. And he doesn't like being the evil empire. He doesn't like being the, the player where, or on the team where when you win, people are mad about it. And he said, he definitely feels like on team liquid that people are not happy when they win, that they want them to be upset. And that he was like, that made him kind of sad. He wants and to be so, Patrick Mahomes, not Tom Brady. Yeah, there could be, there could definitely be a, uh, a something to that of him being a little bit down this season to have people not wanting him to win. and But really, honestly, I, I will say with the Surefire thing you guys were talking about, I think Surefire has been fine. There's been so much flame for Surefire, and Surefire has been absolutely fine. I don't think he's the reason that they're losing these games at all. They're, they're, they're losing primarily just like it, – it's not an individual thing. Like, like Jensen hasn't been performing very well, but it's not like individual thing. It's like weird lapses in judgment or like it, it almost feels like laziness. 
or like just like nonchalantness. Like they're just playing recklessly because I think they're just assuming that like, they're playing like they're entitled. Honestly, is like the best way to put it. And yep. I don't know if that's going to stay that way because I think I think they've had a couple reality checks in a row now, being like, all right, we're not just going to be able to coast through spring. But at the same time, like with this whole like spring not mattering thing, does it really make a difference? Like, I kind of like that Cloud9 is actually smashing everybody because that's going to be like, hey, you better get your shit together because you're going to have to beat this team in playoffs. Or like if summer in summer, if TSM, like TSM, right? You have two teams that can challenge you now, right? And if you have two teams that can challenge you and you don't think NA is going to do well at MSI, you don't have a th- – like, there's a chance you don't have a third world spot, right? There's a the reasonable chance they just don't have one. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's some kind of weird funk. I know it's early in the season. We sometimes see good teams just coast for a little bit. SK Telecom is famous for this, right? Where they just coast for, like, the first, like, month or two and then just turn it on in, like, week six. And- I'm honestly not that worried. I'm not, I'm not either, and I do agree. Like, Sharonfire's been getting a ton of hate that he absolutely does not deserve. He's just a new face. He's just the thing to point to. Yeah, people were just saying, like, this ruins his career. They're like, if yeah. Brox comes back and Team Liquid starts winning, like, Sharonfire's career is just done. I, yeah, it has I nothing don't... to do with Sharonfire. Like, he's, he's been fine. He's been involved. Yeah, if anything, you should give him credit for stepping in. Yeah. Like, probably in, like, second week of January or something, right? They've been like, oh, he's going to have VC issues. You're going to have to play for us. Like that's pretty good. I'm not gonna like. He's been good. I've been impressed with him. Um, so how would you cap Liquid Immortals? Uh, minus two hundred plus one seventy five. Minus two hundred for Team Liquid. I was gonna say the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, minus one fifty. I think for Team Liquid as of now. I don't know. Um, minus one fifty and plus minus two hundreds, two thirds, sixty six. Yeah. So. I think that's about right. I don't, I, like Liquid are going to get this together, and even even if Broxa comes in and they're like sloppy when he comes in, um, that's kind of like I just think he's enough better. Like he's just a good player. He's going to be hungry too. He's going to be no bullshit when he gets here. Oh, which yeah. I'm looking for. Maybe that's the reality check. Is Broxa shows up and be like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, like we're supposed to be fucking dominating this region. Yeah, like this is a joke. Like wake up. So uh, maybe I think that's about right though, and I would take liquid there. I'm gonna I, I would bet liquid at minus two hundred. So maybe it needs to be more like minus two fifty, right? Make me think about it a little bit more. I think that's about right, given how they've been playing. I think minus two hundred is about right for me. Cloud nine TSM Cal, you take a stab at this one. Two uh, arguably uh, the two best teams in NA right now. Yeah, I honestly would cap this at like minus two seventy five. C nine, that much? Wow! Yeah, give me, give me wow. TSM in that spot. Yeah, I'm like minus one forty plus one twenty. I do like TSM, but I also think Cloud Nine is just playing out of their minds right now. Yeah, Cloud Nine look like I the best think team. They're all like, like uh... vibing together, and you know, Blabber stepping up, and honestly, him, uh, Niski's been awesome. Sven's been great. Um, I don't know, man. This, there's something about the C nineteen that. Just, just clicks, and you know, I think just the bot lane not being like a a liability degenerate, yeah, like like liability degenerates, whatever you guys want to call them, like anymore. Like, I, you know, this team's looking sharp. Not saying TSM is bad, dude. Like, I wish we had this team at Worlds good, last but... year. Yeah, this team would be sweet. This team looks good. Like they look like a. I know it's NA, but 
Cloud9 actually look like a world-class team. They look closer to G2 or Fnatic than I think, like, a normal NA team. They look really, really good. Okay. I'm changing um, my pick My pick of the week here. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick TSM blind. Blind TSM? I know they're yeah. going to be underdog. And at whatever underdog odds they put on TSM. <laughs> and it's, like, I'm not even like a sled against Cloud9 either. I just think TSM's also good, and TSM has been improving every game. TSM look really clean, actually. It was the first thing that stood out to me when I looked at DFS this weekend is that uh, I was going to play TSM on this slate for sure. I think C9's, like, very good, but I think people are overhyping the gap between them and some other teams. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, I think think TSM are also very good. They're just maybe not quite as sharp yet, but they're – I think they could be just as good as Cloud9, if not better. So, I think C9's been better so far, but I think yeah. TSM very close, and I think they're going to be a reasonable plus odds team here. So, I still like Schalke, though. Yeah. Give me TSM. <laughs> uh, Golden Guardians, CLG. I'll give this a stab and say. I, I think CLG are probably going to be favored here still based on preseason pricing. It's not where I would put the line, though. I would put this, like, CLG... I'll say CLG minus one twenty, Golden Guardians plus one hundred. Pretty close. Slight. I'd move it a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna go like minus one fifty plus one thirty. Okay. I so we didn't really talk about Golden Guardians in the Liquid Man. It was just all about Liquid. Liquid, Liquid, Liquid. Oh my god, how could you lose Golden Guardians, right? Golden Guardians did play a really good game. They like took it to them, and they they were like, "We are not letting this game get to later." Like they they, they were like, "Look, we're putting our foot on the throat. We're going to take this win. We're not going to let this slip away from us." Which I I love. I wish more teams would do that. Um, and closer closer has just been really good all season yep. as well. And I, I think this I, I ranked this Golden Guardians team a lot higher than a lot of people. And I think that the thing that's tricking people so far is that their bot lane has been really bad so far. It was Keith like zero and twenty three. Yeah, it, it was something absurdly bad. And uh, I think if their bot lane gets it together, this team's actually going to be solid. They're not going to be a contender, but yeah, uh, they they look they remind me a lot of like Hanwan Korea, where it's like they're they're going to win games. Like they're not that terrible. Like we don't have it. There's no to me. There's no Jin Air in NA unless you want to make the argument for maybe like Dignitas. I don't know. We we hated Dignitas. I'm not that I'm not that way on Dignitas, but like. Golden Guardians may be a 10th place team, but they're not going to be a bad 10th place team. Like, I think in NA, you're going to have a 10th place team that's got, like, six wins, not, like, three wins. I think Golden Guardians will make the playoffs if their bot lane gets really? together. If their bot lane gets it together a little bit. If their they bot play lane like they did yesterday, then, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, Keith yeah, sucks. I, think, I think their top three has been playing well enough. That, and, I th- and I think FBI is, is actually a very good player. So yeah. it's really that their bot lane didn't have a lot of synergy and that Keith has not played well so far. If if Keith can pick it up a little bit, or if they swap in Huhi, which I think is a thing that they might do, I think this team could make the playoffs. Cal, how would you put that? How would you cast this? Uh, Similar? Uh, around the same. I It's pretty tough, because I feel like CLG should be on the rise. But like John said, I, I think Golden Guardians has the right idea. I just... Man, just Keith is just a struggle, man. Yeah. So, and if you if you play solo queue and stuff too, you know, you know how many games I've lost where my opponents took an inhibitor, and then the next twenty minutes my team won every fight, and then finally when we were about to push the nexus, some donkey ass Trindamir t- teleports into my base and takes the nexus while we're in the process of 
it's infuriating. And so I'm sure CLG is, is fired up after that one. Oh my. So let's see. Hundred Thieves Dignitas. Oh man. <laughs> Even money. Um uh, I put like plus or probably minus one ten on fucking this is minus one hundred thieves. Even. Yeah, I guess. I I put minus one twenty five on Hundred Thieves. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a matchup where I would bet either side at minus 150 if you told me who won the top lane. If you told <laughs> me who won the top lane, I'll take either side at, one, at minus 150. I just feel bad for some, someday last game, dude. Literally, he just got ganked like five times. And Medios was just, dude, he was like nowhere to be found. He was playing, he was actually just playing by, but like he got caught out like at least like four times. He was so bad. Dude, so, uh, this is the clash of the teams that are both on fade alert. So it's just like, okay. Uh, I'm going to take Dignitas as a slight favorite. Like, I do I, think, I think Dig is a better team. I think Dig's is a slight favorite in this matchup. Yeah, I, I think Dig's a slightly better team. Chris likes Dignitas here too. So Chris had to Rioma, so Rioma versus Froggen is going to be tough for 100 Thieves. Rioma has not been great so far this season. He hasn't been awful. But he hasn't been great. And Does I Rioma think feel like he's getting overhyped by the broadcast a little too much? I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's been the very good, like below even, average. I don't even. So, I think he's just getting talked about because he's like the oceanic import and all that, and they're like playing to that narrative. They're doing the same thing that like professional sports does, where they're just like, "Oh, this so, is a cool thing yeah. to talk about." So feels like yeah, he's been getting talked about, and like the casual viewer thinks he's better than he's been. He hasn't impressed me really that much at all. I, actually, I think he's been fairly poor. Not like game breakingly poor, but he's you know not done anything to really impress me. Yeah, I think I think Dignitas is the favorite. Yeah, give me Dignitas. We'll see what this line comes out at Sunday. Dignitas Golden Guardians, another interesting one. Um, I, I kind of like Dignitas here too. Like I'm I'm happy about Golden Guardians. I think they're playing pretty well right now, but this might be a, a spot to see what they play like against CLG, right? Like, I if like they giving... look pretty good against CLG, then like probably take Golden Guardians here. If they don't, then I like Dignitas. And I don't like basing it off of one game, but like you can kind of tell if there was like a flash in the pan. Like was that Liquid game a flash in the pan? Was that just a glimpse into what they could be, or was that just like a random great game? I I do think that they have a lot of ceiling, but I, I I like Dignitas to beat them. I, I like Dignitas to have a two zero weekend here, and then I don't even I don't even know who they're playing, but I like them to go O two the next weekend. Yep. <laughs> so, Roger roller coaster, dude. Yeah, my betting narrative is is set for Dignitas. Cal, mm, tough, tough, tough. Chris likes Dignitas here. I go with Golden Guardians again. Uh, this I like is... Golden Guardians. I like Golden Guardians. I like. I don't mind Golden Glue. Golden Glue's been holding his own as well. What's uh, the highest dude. number you'd go on Dignitas, John? Like, if I said minus one thirty, uh, is that too rich? I think I might take minus one thirty. That's like right about where the right, where so the line's gonna be at for me. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> um Cal, if I said minus one one twenty Golden Guardians. Are you staying away or are you betting into that? Tough, tough, tough. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. tough right there. I'd probably take it. I'd probably take it. In I reality this is probably a this is probably a split one twenty, not a split one ten. No. Like mm-hmm. ju- There's like a double juice line if I was a book. Yeah, I it's just like a... don't like toss. I'm sorry. Just That's fair. That's fair. Uh, CLG versus Liquid. Um, 
this liquid's just gonna smash this, right? Yeah. If yeah. Brox is playing, I feel like Brox could one v five this game. Yeah, I, I definitely think Liquid's gonna win. This is like a minus three hundred deal one. Especially if, if CLG lose to Golden Guardians, they're just gonna be full tilt. Like you can already see that they're like. I th- see. To me, I think CLG look more tilted than Shalka does. I still think, like we said, we were kind of opposite opinions on those teams. I think CLG is going to turn it around. I don't think they're going to beat Team Liquid, but I think CLG is going to turn it around and be a playoff team. I mean, they're good enough. They have the players to do it. Like, it's not a question of the horses, although Crown has been out of character. This is the worst I've seen Crown play in his career. Yeah. Maybe that's just a, a, a symptom of him just getting here or what, but it's been real weird because he's been here before, so I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, that's kind of weird because he was awesome last split. Like yeah, still. he was very good. So, I don't know. Give me, give me Liquid here. It's probably going to be, like, minus 400 or something, though. So, uh. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Like, maybe Liquid's just discounted because of the how they've been performing recently. If you can get Liquid, like, 250 or better, I think you take it. Definitely 200 or better. Maybe around. Yeah, 200 is probably better. That. Uh, yeah. TSM FlyQuest. I know your boy. Dude, FlyQuest have been fun to watch, man. I like this very. team. They're spunky. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> And they got, the, they got Viper, who's a blast to watch. He's just doing his thing. It's great. I love what he's done for himself. He's made a real name for himself in the league, despite being on a team that hasn't been very good. He's gonna be. He's gonna get a paycheck. He's earned himself a paycheck. Whenever he, whether he reups with FlyQuest or goes to a different team when his contract's up, he's gonna get paid because everybody knows how good this guy is, and they've done a good job both on the broadcast and on the team of showing him off and showing how good he is. I can see it. Now. I have. I have an image in mind where. One of these stud top laners is going to retire. Impact, Impact or yeah, one yeah, and he's going to go to one of those teams. And, that would be that'd be sweet. Or Broken Blade just isn't very good, and TSM gets him, and all of a sudden, whoo! I would I would really like to like see one team try to consolidate some of these guys before they get too expensive. Yeah, like have a team like Golden Guardians who's already got a guy like Closer. Have them try to pick up a Viper. Maybe, you know, try to pick up Johnson, some of these, like, young guys that look really good, and you can make, like, a real dynasty team for the FBI. future without yeah, without having to pay too much money. <clears throat> I think that'd be a really smart idea for one team to go after, whoever doesn't think. Immortals might be a good example since they're full of, like, old guys. Yeah. Go Immortals putting... look like they're the bridge team right now. Like, they look yeah. like they're in the year where, like, they're not tanking. But they're like, we don't know what we're doing with our future, so we're just going to stay open-minded. We're just going to save yeah. some money right now. And, and who knows? March out a respectable product because it is like that's a that's a respectable team like they're playing like they're gonna win games they're good they're gonna compete yeah. they're not gonna suck right but you could definitely tell they're like I got my eye I'm 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 watching I'm watching <laughs> yep. so um yep I definitely agree let me see and then uh, so we have Immortals versus Evil Geniuses this is uh, give me EG I think EG's Oh yeah, I think EG dumpsters are more. EG EG have been like the the opposite. Like I think EG have lost and everyone's overreacting. This team's good. Yep, and I just made a big post the other day about one thing to watch out for in the future here is teams that are not that are underperforming that have very good junglers. Yeah. And I've I've been traditionally critical of Spence Garen, but I think when you watch their games, if he was stronger, if the jungle situation wasn't as bad and he was stronger, they've had so many times in their games where they would have won and engage huge yeah. if Spence Garen was a little tankier and dealt a little bit more damage. He yeah. jumps in for like a really sweet initiation, and then because he's so weak, 
they just get they he gets destroyed and the other team just walks away. Notable because the jungle's getting buffed in the next patch. Well, yeah, well, not nerfed. I'll say like, well, no, it's getting buffed because right now it's 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 undertuned like big time. So. Yeah, I I, I want to. I'm going to see a resurgence of evil geniuses here. I'm really confident of it. I think they're going to be a, definitely I like the way a they play. Like they're just yeah. confident. Like they're they're yeah. just like I'm better than you, and they're just going to yep. check you at all times, and they have the players to do it. Like I just like the way this team's put together a lot, and we liked them before the season started, and. A one and three start is like I'm, I'm licking my chops trying to get the value on this. So yes, I agree. Cal. If they're underdogs, if they're underdogs here, man, slam it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, game by game, I feel like the communications are getting better, for sure. There's no way they're an underdog here, right? I, they, Maybe they were, they were underdogs last time. Too. I don't know. If, if they're underdogs, that's like the pick of the year so far. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so, though. So I mean, I it's a best it. of Maybe one in North America, so nothing should be a pick of the year. <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. crazy. Monday Night League. Uh, we had some stinkers this week, except they weren't because oh, both man, dogs great. won. Great game. So shut up, dude. Come on. Now. Golden I Guardians feel... played a good game. Golden Guardians did play a good game. I love Monday Night League, though. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, it's growing on it me is. every week. I'm We're like, not being paid by Riot to market Monday Night League, by the way. It's, we, we just I sit in my, like my office, and like I work until 10. And, dude, literally no one comes in. I just pop on League on my big screen TV, just act like a nerd. It's, it's the best. My yep. coworkers will come in. So, like, what are you doing? Monday Night League this week, we have FlyQuest and 100 Thieves. I think FlyQuest is the favorite here. Yes. Know. Slight favorite for me. Are we being biased toward FlyQuest? I like this team a lot, but like, this is going to depend on the number. This is definitely going to depend on the number. I mean, all of these, obviously. But like, where do you cap this then? Like, oh, like so my... we skipped the last one. Where do you where do you put Immortals in EG? EG minus one fifty, in my mind. Yeah, I think that's about right. I like Immortals too. I like Immortals more than all of you liked Immortals. I think. If I'm remembering correctly, because I I didn't I, I thought it was like a solid veteran lineup. So as is washed. Everybody go rewatch the games. He's washed. I don't know, man. He played a pretty good show guy in that game. Not that that's a oh, gross. All right, FlyQuest. He's <laughs> immediately get off this topic. FlyQuest. All right, Cal, what's the line on this one? FlyQuest minus like one sixty five. Under the a little heavy handed, right? Plus one forty. I think it's like minus one thirty-five plus one fifteen. I'll take FlyQuest at one thirty-five. That's about that's about where I would have them. I think. Oh, I think is... they're a favorite, but not by a big margin. Yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, so <laughs> it's Viper. It's, we get to see the two of them battle. Like that's what's exciting about this match. The rest of the map almost doesn't matter. I mean, if anything, the rest of the map does matter. For that exact reason, right? Viper someday battle is pretty big for sure. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the line lands for this one. It'll I probably think. be if FlyQuest beats TSM, Hunter Thieves loses Dignitas. They're going to be overpriced. Juiced. Yeah. Yep. This is going to turn into like FlyQuest minus 200 because they're yeah. such a good start. Blah, 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 blah. And if that's the case, it could be 100 Thieves. But this one, the line's going to dictate for me. I, I think I think FlyQuest is a better team. I like FlyQuest more in this spot. And I like FlyQuest because they can neutralize someday potentially. So. But you could also make the argument that Hundred Thieves, because they could argue, they could potentially partially neutralize Viper, and Viper is like, you know, the main part of that team. So that's going to be interesting. Um, 
Last game of the week, we have Evil Geniuses against Cloud9. Cloud9 are going to be tremendous favorites here. And is this the spot where you, you take both dogs in Cloud9 this weekend, assuming one of them is going to win? Because I think that's where it's at. I think I like that strategy. Yeah, this is, I a, do this is a tough like, schedule for Cloud9 this week. I think they'll lose to one of the two. I'm not 100% convinced who it is. But yeah. I, I'm going to take TSM as my pick of the week. But I, th- I do like that strategy. Of yeah, I think TSM is a better team than EG, for sure. But I, I, I think... This is a tough schedule for Cloud9, and there's a they don't look like it, but there's a chance they kind of like let off the gas a little bit. They're they're six zero. They're two games up on everybody else. I don't know. They might not because they might see the. Uh, we'll see. I don't want to judge the psyches because it's so hard to predict that kind of thing. It's just not good. It's not good form or technique. I'll probably be on Evil Geniuses here for that reason. Um, yeah. So that's the full slate. Uh, pick of the week. Who wants to open? Uh, I'm going with TSM plus something against Cloud9. I'm, I'm, if this ends up being like plus 120, I'm going to be sad because I, I may not bet them at plus 120, but I'm guessing this is going to be like plus 175 or plus 200, and I'm pretty, ha- pretty happy at those kind of numbers for sure. So, um, Okay. Fine. I don't mind it. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> we have lines! Oh, we'll do lines for just we'll, we'll do lines for just you just the pick of the weeks because I'm not going to go back over all these games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to uh, Missouri Knoll on Twitter at Missouri Knoll. This is exactly where I was looking to. I'm so mad. I was literally looking exactly at this place two hours later. Anyway, uh, so TSM is it's Cloud Nine. TSM is plus 100. Wow. Wow. Lot so of respect. I, I can't even take that as, as my pick of the week then because I wanted them at Ooh. plus on. What's Evil Geniuses? That's a lot of respect. Evil Geniuses plus 225. Okay, I'll switch over to EG. Yeah. For my pick of the week. Yeah. EG plus 225. Now I'm lost. <laughs> I got swept from under me. Um, Who did I like? Go ahead, Cal. I'm figuring mine out. Um, I said this earlier. I am going to go plus 100. Freaka against uh, Dragon X. I think Freaka has been playing really well lately, and um, I think they're basically Mystic's a god again. Uh, Keen's the Nexus shy. <laughs> Crystal. Vitality plus 175 against Misfits, which is a bet I really like. That's what Chris is going to be on this week. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. Uh, man, this is... You just took all the good ones. Uh, I'll go Chalk. I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to go fairly big Chalk. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll go Origin minus 188 against Mad Lions. I'm, gonna, I'm just going gonna to walk into a brick wall. I'm walking out into traffic. You know what's going to happen here. But give me Origin minus 188. Obviously, shop around if you can get any better than that. Uh, there's mad. Odds, the LPL comes back within the next month. Oh. Let's cap that. Uh, in the next month, so March 11th? Yes. Pretty low, I think. Uh, I'm like, I don't want to spread misinformation, but yeah. there's been a lot of reports coming out as well about like that the Chinese government might be really downplaying how bad this is as well. I could believe so, that. So it could be it could be worth that. 
there's been a lot of reports from like doctors and stuff in China saying like, don't believe what the government's telling you. It's worse than they're saying. So if it's worse than they're saying, then I don't think we're going to see it back in a month. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to handicap that. It's just the sadness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sanos, I've got one, uh, and I okay. just discovered it before. It was actually like what the picture's from that I put in the group chat before we got on here. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, one of the things I love about the LCK, and it looks like the, the West is starting to get caught up on this now. They a lot of the teams and companies do these fun videos or or you know just like promotional stuff. Like here's the teams having lunch, and we interviewed them over lunch or whatever. Like Just like stu- stupid stuff like that. And NA's actually been really good about this over the years, and EU's like been really good about it over the past year since they rebranded. So the Afrika Freaks did a video where – so GB- GBA99, he's a really famous streamer, um, North American streamer, makes great YouTube content, like outstanding YouTube content. He's been at it for a long time. He's over in Korea. And they had him into the Afrika Freaks – facility and just like basically like recorded like documentary style the day and they do a, a clip of I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes to this video because it's hysterical but they uh i believe it's the coach of Africa was like an aurelia one trick in korea and jibay challenged him to an aurelia one be one in top lane <laughs> and the label they put on him in the video roughly translated from korean is just too good so they put the picture of him, like, it's going to be like an MMA fight, right? And they put the picture of him next to him, and it's going to be, it's it's GBA 99. It's roughly translates to Season 2 Di- Diamonds Ohio Man, because he's from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, losing the coach, just like a mad scientist. It's too good. It's too good. I'll, put a, I'll tweet it out, too. It's just, like, it's premium. It's so, so good. But I was looking at that. I know it's not, like, entirely not league-related, like we, like, try to do on these sign-offs, but, um... And then I'll, I'll also mention, because I'm a football nerd, the XFL, supremely entertaining. If you get a chance to tune into any of these things, even if you're not a huge fan of football, they're they're trying so hard not to be the NFL that it's great. <laughs> so I'm talking – they so a guy fumbles the ball. It's a close game, competitive game. Guy fumbles the ball. He's clearly pissed off. What happens when we stick a microphone in his face the second he gets off the field? That's what they're doing. It's outstanding. Like – F-bombs drop before ABC can bleep them out. Like, it was <laughs> – the, the best thing they did is something that I think all sports should adapt, by the way. This is actually innovative. It's great. Any replay review or play that's reviewed, they – everything is live mic'd. The coaches are live mic'd. So you hear the play calls. The refs are live mic'd. Um, the replay officials – so you can hear the conversation between the official and the replay review, and they go to a camera in the boot, the replay booth of a guy – working through the replay, going through the process of what what is the process for overturning this call. Outstanding. Which I think every professional sports league should adopt. I know people yeah, don't like sense. to uncover the veil or whatever, but especially if if, if company if these leagues are going to start getting into bed with DraftKings and, and betting websites and you have the legalization of sports betting, you you're better off being legitimate about it. Now you know, the fix is in. Hashtag the fix is in. Uh <laughs> speculators that might not ever happen because there's too much hanky panky going on. But I, I thought it was outstanding. It was super entertaining level play. Not as bad as I thought it would be, but you know, it's not the NFL, but it's outstanding. It's, it's worth a shot. There's only four games a week. It's great. Um, there's a chance I might be writing on it, but that's a different story. <laughs> we'll see. Cause I've actually <laughs> dived into it. I, I did pretty well in my first week. So yeah, XFL 
thumbs up from me so far. We'll see. I will uh, I will use mine to plug a book that I have not finished yet. But it is the most it is the most absurd and fantastic idea. It's one of those things where you just wonder how someone ever even came up with the idea to write a book like this. Drugs. It's called House It's called House of Leaves. <clears throat> and I highly recommend checking this book out. To give you an example, this this book is about a guy who stumbles upon a report that was written by another guy about a documentary. And the documentary is not real. (laughs) This guy has written a huge report about a documentary that does not actually exist. And our main character is analyzing the report that he's found about this documentary. Dude, is this like the sickest shaggy dog tale ever? Oh, it's the, it's the craziest when you like read it on many pages it will have like three different fonts, one that is wording from the original documentary and then another font that is showing you the notes that the person that has written the report has made. And then another font to show you what our character who is reading the report thinks about the report in different colors, in different fonts. Also, the report that is made about about the documentary references a whole bunch of other materials that don't exist. So he, like, he just keeps like putting like a little two Dude. next to something. I'm and like, at the bottom, there's notes, and the notes are about something that doesn't exist as well. It is the most absurd idea I've ever heard. This for is a book. Abs- I'm seeing like pictures from this now. Like, uh, there's like pictures of some of the pages in this. I'm like looking at right now. This is wild. Oh, it it is crazy. I, I like is- literally googled House of Leaves, looked at it, saw some pictures, and then I was like, <laughs> House of Leaves synopsis, and there just isn't one. So it's uh, like <laughs> it is one of the craziest ideas I've ever this seen. Looks for cool. Anything, I might have to pick this up. Great. This it's looks great. Sweet. Yeah, I, I recommend it for sure. I dig it. What's up with you, Cal? Not you, Cal, the League of Legends player, but you, <laughs> Calvin. So, actually, uh, recently I went on a date after I thought I wouldn't go on a date anymore. And so I guess my message to a lot of people who are kind of being shy or whatever, but, like, honestly, like, if you really like someone and – they like like you back don't try to like ignore them or anything you know try to like just shoot your shot once in a while you know what i mean like like i just don't get it when people nowadays always trying to play behind the bush and like don't want to like take girls on a date and honestly like when you do like little things like that like they they will notice and i don't know i just feel like my generation is just so childish about the whole dating scene and yeah, i don't know people just need to man up I'm going on dates because, I mean, you may never know, you know, like trial and error. Like, let's say you talk to this girl for a while and, you know, she ends up not being the one because you go on one date and it sucks. You know what I mean? But you wasted like a year just trying to, you know, just talking to her. So I think dating is like a healthy thing of life. And, you know, I said things work out, things work out. They don't, they don't, you know. So on to the people next one if it doesn't. And you learn a thing exactly. or two. That's the whole point. It's trial and error. It's great. I, I'm t- <laughs> I am with you like that. And that doesn't just like extend to dating either. Like that's kind of like a zeitgeist thing right now, like for better or for worse. It's kind of like what's defining, I guess, is it millenniums or millennials? Like I, I hate saying that because it's got such a derogatory like connotation to it. But like, I know what you mean. The, the people that grew up in the internet age, there's this, it's a good thing and a bad thing that like a lot of times they are, they don't 
have that need to feel things like that. Like they, they don't feel codependent, but they also are just not versed at dealing with those kind of situations. So it's always uncomfortable. So you have this weird thing where like, everyone's just like playing passively and avoiding one another. And you're like tiptoeing around. It's like, a, it's like a weird dance from like all the way across the room. And like, eventually you slowly close in on and slowly close in on. And then like, if it's not, Oh, this person smells bad. I don't want anything to do with it. You spent the whole yeah. year dancing around it, trying to get to it. It's like, you should have just been like, Hey, you want to go grab a beer? Like that's, I don't know. That's a good point. I'm, I'm about a cow. How did it turn out? Great. It was actually great. So I'm going to go out with her again this Friday because she wants to. And We're losing she... Calvin. He's whipped. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone should know the whole fiasco about my ex. Uh, but I, I wasn't <laughs> planning on going out and dating right away. But, like, I guess... Things happen. Things happen, I guess, and you know it works out for the best. Embrace it when it happens, man. That's what I'm all about. All right, uh, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, it was a pretty long show. We had a lot of, uh, I think, noteworthy tirades and rants and side topics. Like th- this was this was good. There was a lot of substance to this show. I think um, I we're going to have to get a little bit more uh, efficient, especially if and when the LPL starts back up. Hopefully, it does. Fingers crossed. Uh, as always, like, review, and subscribe, and share with your friends and. You know, steal your friend's phone and subscribe and download the podcast as many times as you can and write reviews on your friend's phone and your kids and your wife and your girlfriend, all that, all that. Shameless plugging. Get it out there. Reviews. I'll be reading them. Support the cast. We're doing well. Let's keep at it. Uh, anything else, guys? Nope. All right. Uh, I will see you guys next week. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.